but kind of get some general notes broken into some categories um, and nothing that's going to surprise you. Um, so it's just some kind of um, general expectations for the day, which are, um, as you know, we're going to, there's a lot of kind of policies and procedures for the day, some rules that we're going to talk about. Um, and before we start, I just want to put it out on the table that any non-compliance with any of these policies will get you dismissed from the exam uh, and the national registry may take further action. So all these things I'm about to talk to you about, if you don't follow them, um, be so warned uh, that you could be dismissed from the exam. So a couple things are just kind of route the general flow of the day. You'll come in, you'll go into a general waiting room where you'll be with me. Um, you're gonna have to stay in that room except when you're going either to the restroom or when you're going to test a station. Uh, we try to be respectful, we keep the noise down, those kind of things. Um, be very aware that during the course of the day while you're going through your testing, you are not allowed to discuss any details of any of the skill stations with anybody unless you have a question that comes to me as the exam coordinator or I send you off and have you talk to the National Registry Rep. You cannot talk with each other about the stations. A great example is, I'm gonna use the people's names on the screen. So Jordan, you go off and you do medical assessment and you come back and you sit down next to Mia and she says, hey, dude, what was the scenario? And you tell her. Um, that could get you both dismissed from the exam. Um, so you're not to discuss any, any details of the skill station. So please just kind of keep that in mind. Okay. So the examiners that we use that day, um, we only use experienced evaluators, people that have evaluated before. They evaluate the stations where their skills are best. CPR instructors end up at the cardiac arrest station, those kinds. Um, know that um, they're going to be documenting a lot through the course of you performing your station. Please do not let the amount of documentation that they do influence your performance. Just because they're writing a lot does not mean that you're doing a lot wrong. It just means that they're documenting your station. Um, many evaluators like to write a step-by-step, -step, so don't let that influence how you're doing. Um, remember that they're not going to provide you any feedback. So there's no thumbs up, there's no thumbs down. They're not supposed to give you any feedback about your station, nor should you ask them for any feedback. Even if you see them in the hallway afterwards, please do not ask them. Um, know that they're instructed not to have casual conversation with you. Um, they really are only going to introduce themselves. They're going to ask you for your name, your full name, and that should be about the extent of the casual conversation. Uh, there should be no, hey, Mia, what service are you on? And then have someone say a service and someone go, oh, right. So we say, keep the casual conversation to a minimum. We don't want them to say anything that would make you have you have a certain feeling about what they said. Um, so we ask them not to do that. Um, Skill examiners can't add anything to a station, nor can they subtract anything from a station. So um, they can only follow the guidelines that are in front of them. When it comes to asking you questions, 
a skill examiner is only allowed to ask you a clarifying question. Um, and I wanna explain that just for, uh, for a moment. So a clarifying question is, um, I'm going to put my patient on oxygen. A clarifying question could be, great, um, how much oxygen are you gonna put the patient on? That's a clarifying question. So they're allowed to ask clarifying questions. Um, here's what they should not be doing and some things I want you to kind of keep in mind. They should never ask you to do something at the station that is not part of the station. For example, they, for trauma assessment, um, you're only, you only have to say, I would have one of my EMT assistants take vital signs. I want pulse, respirations, blood pressure. How accurately you take them is measured at the medical assessment station. So no evaluator at the trauma assessment station should say to you, oh, hey, I need you to take those vital signs. If that happens, you come back to me and you tell me, and we'll get that straightened out because that's not supposed to um, which is why we use experienced evaluators so it doesn't. Um, another example of something that should not happen. At some stations, you actually have a physical assistant or you have um, kind of like ghost assistants at trauma and medical. You have two EMT assistants. They're not present in the room, but they're, there. they're people that you could assign tasks to. I would have my assistant do this. I would have my assistant do that. Um, no evaluator should ask you to explain to the assistant how to do something. Let's say a cardiac arrest, your assistant is going to come in and take over compressions. The evaluator should not ask you to describe how you would instruct your assistant to do compression. Um, your assistants are at an EMT level, and so it's assumed that they have the knowledge. You're not supposed to have to explain. Um, so if anyone asks you to do that, again, you should come back and tell us uh, because that shouldn't happen. Um, any questions about any of those pieces? Okay. So um, once you're at the test facility, um, you have to, in, in inside, you have to stay there for the remainder of the exam. Um, so there's no leaving the site. Um, until you're done. Once you leave the site, you're, you can't come back. So if you decided partway through the morning that you absolutely had to have a cup of coffee and you left to go around the corner uh, to the bagel market to get a cup of coffee, don't come back because you're not going to be allowed back in. Once the test starts, you have to stay there. And you should stay there until you get your unofficial result. Um, once you leave, you're not allowed to come back in and test. So um, if you, let's say you got your unofficial results and you needed to retest a station, if you leave the site to then go get that cup of coffee and come back, you're not gonna be able to same day retest. So you have to stay on site the whole time. Um, know that you can't smoke at the site. Know that you should and can bring in something to drink, something to eat, those kind of things you absolutely can bring in uh, to get you through the day. Um, as you should be familiar, there's a uh, no electronics policy at, the, at an exam. So there's no cell phones, 
there's no any no digital devices, there's no recording pens, there's no anything electronic, and that includes smartwatches. You are not allowed to use a smartwatch through the course of the exam. You have to have an actual watch uh, for the test. Um, so do yourself a favor, lock them in your car when you get there that morning. If you forget and you come in the building with it, you're just going to have to leave it with me and I'll keep it until the test is done, till you're done. Uh, but no electronics, no electronic reference materials, uh, no any other uh, uh, reference materials can be used during the course of your test. So you can't bring any in with you. You'll know, you know already, there's some stations that you're gonna take notes at. Um, so whether it's medical assessment to keep yourself organized, uh, whether it's at the PDIO station to do your med math, um, either way, there'll be paper available for you to use it and, and take, take your notes on. Uh, when you're done the station, the notes have to stay uh, with the evaluator. Um, just kind of keep that in mind, it has to stay with them. You're not supposed to take it out of the room. And then the last piece is around this uh, equipment and electronics. You are allowed to bring in any of your own equipment. Um, just know that the exam rep is going to just kind of look through it and inspect it, make sure you don't have any notes or anything written on it. But you are allowed to bring in your own equipment. So if you want to bring your own blood pressure cuff because you're most familiar with it, or that really nice stethoscope that you can hear really well with, bring it. Um, if you have an AED that you're most familiar with and you can rock cardiac arrest management with that AED, bring that AED with you if you want. Um, at an AEMT level, I've seen students bring their own IO uh, because they, you know, they had one particular kind that they were used to and that's what they wanted to test with. So you are allowed to do that. Um, just know that they're going to um, inspect your equipment. On the reverse side of that, another piece of equipment that I would like to point out. Um, with every station, your equipment is provided for you at the station. And when the evaluator reads you your instructions, before he reads you the scenario, he or she reads you the scenario, they're going to give you time to look through the equipment provided. For your sake, look through that equipment. Go through the equipment, make sure you are familiar with the equipment that is available. Make sure you know how it works. If you come across a piece of equipment that you are not familiar with, you have the right to turn to the evaluator and say, I'm not familiar with this piece of equipment. Could you? Um, could you show me how it works? I've seen people come in who weren't familiar with like a cat tourniquet. They used something different and didn't know how a cat tourniquet worked. I've seen people come in who weren't uh, familiar uh, with the particular IO equipment that we had available. You're allowed to ask and have them show you. Before you start your station, once you start the station, if you then come to that a piece of equipment and you realize, ooh, I don't know how this piece of equipment works, the evaluator cannot show you, your station will not stop and you must complete it. And there's nothing we can do. You can't file a complaint because you were offered the opportunity to look, you had that opportunity, you didn't do it. So um, I highly, highly encourage people to do it 
I can't tell you how many times I've seen people not familiar with a piece of equipment go in and start the test, realize it, and then be stuck and fail the station. So it's to your advantage to do it, and that's why you're offered that opportunity. Okay. Um, so um, as you know, you will get results. You'll get unofficial results the day of your exam. Um, so they're preliminary and they're unofficial. Um, your results aren't official until your um, sheets are sent back to the National Registry, which is in Ohio. Um, and then once they've had a chance to review them, your official results will get posted to your NREMT account, usually within about a week of them getting returned to the National Registry. Um, but we will give you unofficial results that day. Um, and that's how you can make a decision if you want a same day retest that day or not. Um, I remind you that the exam rep will tell you which stations you didn't pass. They are not going to tell you why you didn't pass it. So that's your, you know, wherever you took your program. So like here at Nets, that's, that's where you need to go back to, to practice and to learn what you did wrong. The National Registry rep is not going to tell you what you did wrong. Um, as long as you don't fail the majority of your stations, you are eligible for same-day retesting. Um, and the one thing I want everybody to know about that is if you're going to same-day retest and you have multiple stations to retest, it's all or nothing. You either retest the two or three or you retest none. You can't, you're not allowed to pick and choose. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. And my thoughts about same day retesting are simply this. The National Registry exam rep gives you your results and they say, wow, Jordan, you had a great day. You passed eight of your nine stations. Uh, the only station you didn't pass is trauma. You're eligible for same day retesting. Would you like to retest? If in Jordan's head, he says, oh yeah, hmm, I think I know what I did wrong there. I know I forgot to do this. You are a phenomenal candidate for same day retesting. Now, and Mia, you know, I'm not picking on you, Jordan, or you, Mia, but Mia, you come in and Mia, and you say, nope, I had a great day, no complaints, no issues, no concerns. And they then give you your results and all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? Oh my God, I know I did great at that station. And if you don't know why you didn't pass the station, you should consider whether you want a same day retest or not. Um, because you're allowed one retest attempt that day. And if you don't pass it again, two of your three attempts are done. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. That's just kind of what I tell people because my experience shows if people have no idea why they didn't pass, then they tend to make the same mistake again. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, so uh, complaints. So we want you to have the most successful exam, right? The exam rep wants it to be a good exam as the exam coordinator I do and all the evaluators want to see you all be successful. But sometimes things happen and sometimes things don't go the way we hope, the way we plan. Sometimes evaluators can screw something up. Um, it is within your right as a candidate to file a complaint 
um, if you have an issue or concern related to one of your stations. That is your right. Um, and so you are allowed to file complaints related to only a couple things. If you believe that your evaluator harassed or discriminated against you, you have the right to file a complaint. Um, if you believe that there was an equipment problem that may have led to a problem with how you performed at the station, you have a right to file a complaint. Two thoughts here, two things I wanna point out. Um, Vermont is small. You all are testing at the advanced EMT level, so you're active in EMS and you know folks in EMS. If you walk into a station and you look at the evaluator and you say, oh, my friend Kate Soons just walked in. She's the best of the best. Say hi. Hi. She's the best of the best. I don't want to test in front of her. You have the right to come back and say, mm, I, I, I'm not sure I want to test in front of Kate. Maybe she's a member of your service. Maybe, you find, maybe you're intimidated. Maybe, maybe the evaluator is an ex or something like that. Not that it would happen, but it could happen. Vermont's small. Vermont's small. Very small. Um, so um, you have the right to not test with that evaluator. And that eliminates any concerns of, you know, um, of any compromise or conflict of interest of having someone uh, evaluate you at a station. So you have that right. And when it comes to equipment, um, it's in your best interest that if you think that there's an equipment failure during your test, that you tell us right away. Don't tell us at the end. Tell us right away. So a great example is if you're doing your superglottic airway station and you're not able to get any chest rise on that mannequin and you try and you try and the evaluator says, just keep going. Um, if you come back and say, I'm concerned about the mannequin, the first thing we're going to do is go check the mannequin. Um, and it could be that there's a problem with the mannequin, in which case your results get voided out and you get to take it again. Sometimes it's what we recall, we refer to as operator error, in which case that's on you. But sometimes equipment breaks. But sometimes equipment breaks. And um, if you wait all the way till the end, so I'm going to, Josh, you're the first person to go do superglottic airway and you're having trouble, you're not getting chest rise, and the evaluator says, keep going. And you keep going, you finish the station and you don't say anything. And then Jordan goes in and then Mia goes in and I can't see all the rest of the names, but everybody goes through. And at the end, when they say, Josh, do you have any issues or concerns? And you say, yeah, I'm concerned about the mannequin. I couldn't get any chest rise. The evaluator told me to keep going. The next thing we're gonna do is go, we're gonna go check the mannequin. If we find out that that mannequin was broken and that evaluator let every, every all of you go through that station, everybody's results get voided out and everybody has to take the station again. So it's best to tell us right away. So um, if you file a complaint, it's filed in writing, um, and then it goes before a quality assurance committee, which is a physician medical director, the national registry rep, uh, rep exam rep that day, and if needed, they'll get someone from the actual national registry on the phone. They'll review your complaint. Um, if they deem that your complaint is valid, then your results are voided. You go take the station again. And at that second time you take it only counts as your first time because the first ones were voided.